Blog Talk Radio. You know that I got it anytime you desire. Hustle always ain't stopping. We live with that ending fire. Fire. Get it straight to the point, no chaser. No false facts and no faker. No cash on your way. Yeah. That independent news. Put it up to that inspiration. Put it all to the side. To the west. To everyone in this nation. Never be good at celebration. With the girl in motion and an RP folk. Switching the key. Don't feel no sleepers. Giving the game on all we know. So. Would you please pay attention? Trust me if you're really on your own trying to get it. Need an idea how to make your wishes. Get it from the source, how to do it in your head. Even in a few can't lose. If you've been better than bruised, this is exclusive for you. These are the tools. We about to bring you the screw. When it before, it was cool. Yes, it is Thursday, and you are tuned into another episode of Indie Fire. This is Nikia. Which how are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm tired. I'm tired. You sound like it. I'm very tired. I am so exhausted right now. Like, I saw after band season, you know, I could breathe just a little bit. And for some reason, I forgot, you know, we got the second night of Indie Fire starting next, no, in November now, starting this month. And I don't know. Like, I just got really overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Last night or early this morning, like I had to hit the bottle strong because everything just kind of came at me. Like my intern yesterday was his last day, and everything just came at me like all at once. Like, oh shit! Like, ooh, yeah, you know. On top of like regular living, you know, like life, like real right. work, like you know what I'm saying. And all of my extracurricular activities that my kids are involved in, and then every you know all of my organizations, like everything just hit me like all at once. Like this morning, like, oh, okay. So, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Like, And I'm still, like, you know, like, who, you know, but I don't know if she's listening. My um, my business bestie, you know, our co-host, our, our guest co-host a couple weeks. Shit, was it last week? Yeah, last week. Yeah, last week. yeah, last week. That's right. Um, yeah, you know, she sent me something to kind of, you know, keep me motivated and, and everything, but shaking my head and, like, disbelief and, and, and doubt and, you know, like, my anxiety. Like, I feel like it's about to start again and um, just – but I know, like, it's just it's just me. I'm good. I always make it through, so I'm good. Yeah. So you good? I'm good. Yeah? I don't really got no, yeah. you know, no juicy gossip to talk about, no news or nothing. Like, you don't participate in Halloween, right? Yeah. Was that yeah or no? Like, either way, I get Wait. it. I know. Yeah. So, this is one of us. We don't participate in Halloween at all. 
And uh, I, I think it's kind of like the same for both of us. And me, it was like I wasn't, I didn't do it as a child. My mother didn't, you know, she wasn't down with that. Plus, you know, I'm from a very religious nope, family, so they're not really so into that. But then, you know, as I became a mother, like I didn't feel like I was. Just, people like, how do you, how do you deprive the kids? How do you deprive somebody from something that they never know nothing about? You know, so they only know about it from their friends or whatever. But uh, yesterday was quite interesting. I'm glad that it's over with, and I'm tired of seeing, you know, all the little pictures of the funny looking kids and dogs, and you know, <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, I would all like. Yeah, like I don't like when people be dressing their kids up as adult shit, like. Oh yeah. I've seen like yeah. a little boy dressed up as red from uh from Friday. Like <laughs> why don't you let him be a Paw Patrol dog like he asked you, Tina. You know, exactly. Yo, was it you that posted that earlier today? I it was you, right? On I G Probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm like yo, but that is so true because I, I saw this little girl who was um oh my gosh, who the hell mother have her dressed as? I don't know. I don't know. But everything about the outfit was just, it was not the coming of a child who looks like she was probably four. The child probably doesn't even yeah. know. You know, I, I do have a friend. She dressed her daughter as, I don't think she listens to the show, but if she do, it's all good. She dressed her daughter as Black Barbie, right? The little girl had on like a 28-inch wig. I mean, the girl is only five years old. She had her wig almost touched her ankles. I'm like, damn, none of my Barbies look like that, but <laughs> I'm glad nah. over with. Man, I seen one chick dress her daughter up as Trina from the You Don't Know Nan video. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm playing. I'm playing. See, see. I'm they don't do it next year, though. Yeah, they probably are. They don't have you talk about it. So, yeah, yeah. I think the most most celebrated celebrity this year was Cardi B. I saw a dog. Somebody had yeah. a pit bull, just like Cardi from the Finesse video. Um, so I, I think she probably, everywhere you look, there was somebody, you know, some video, some, some point in her life within the past, you know, year, they pull pictures from everywhere on little kids, um, you know, the little kids doing the offset and Cardi, um, grown women, you know, doing Cardi, yeah. yeah, I'm tired of it, I'm glad it's over with. Yeah, we got, we got to let kids be kids, man, for real. Like, right? I don't like seeing kids doing grown, being looking too grown. You know, because like I know, I know it's more of a parenting when you go grown, where it's like, man, let them be a kid, man, let them be that red Power Ranger you want to be. You know what I'm saying? You know? Well, I did have a coworker. She sent me every time her and her son take pictures. She's always sending me pictures, and she told me last week, like I'm making Ali's. Um, uh, his his costume, like the heads of his costume. And I'm like, so what is he gonna be? He said some some tooth dragon fairy or tooth fairy or something. And I'm like, behold, he's a boy. What? So when she sent me the picture, I'm like, oh okay. She told me the movie it was from. I'm like, oh okay. I don't remember. Um, but then she sent me the pictures today of the whole family, and I was like, damn, Marty, uh, was you and was you and your fiance was y'all like trolls? And the little boy was a dragon. She was like, no, fool. We was, she did tell who they were and did it. I was like, you know what? That's some my white people shit right there. Like, people was looking at us in the street. They that was like, um, Shrek. And they thought I was like a pussycat doll. And I'm like, see? That's what I'm no, nuh-uh. And the little boy is like 18 months old, right? Or 15 months old. So he really couldn't enjoy Halloween. Like, he didn't know what was going on. He just thought he had some hot clothes. Mm-hmm. And 
that was it, you know. So yeah. I'm over. I was, you know, I was, you know, I was, da- I was Daddy's Jenkins the third, you know, for Halloween. You know, that was my, that was my costume. You gotta send me a picture of that. Yeah, I got you. Girl, you ain't even saying nothing but a word. <laughs> not about us on Thursdays, you know. Never. It's never about us, on, you know, unless somebody don't show up. I do want to take this time to uh, very quickly say that if you haven't listened to last week's interview, make sure that you get on that. It's on Spreaker. Oh, it it's is. on uh, iTunes. It's on YouTube. You can catch it right here. Play back as well. Make sure you uh, tap into that and that gentleman that we had on the show last week, King uh, Vega. Cootie don't um, need no words, don't need no music. None. None. So, uh, yeah. And not to, not to just, you know, just point him out. You know, last month was full of a lot of uh, informative, you know, guests, <laughs> so to speak. A lot of fun guests last month, so I'm hoping to make this month just as exciting, especially with starting the uh, second in a couple of weeks. I'm excited about that. So we have a, a whole lineup of some pretty interesting guests for this month, as well as next month to close the year out. So I want to talk about them no more. I do definitely want to jump into this artist right here. I think I met this young lady probably... <sighs> three years ago, because she's 17 now, so I think I met her three years ago and was blown away by uh, what I heard four, three, three, four years ago, what I heard them, and I've only, you know, watched her develop into a more greater artist, you know, I kind of tagged her the princess of pop back in the day, and uh, I've just watched her just flourish, you know, as an artist, as a young lady, um, as someone who um, has dealt with bullying and, you know, bouts of depression and how she's overcome, you know, a lot of that so so much so that she has, you know, she's an entrepreneur. Now, I think I left that out, but she's a singer, a songwriter, a youth activist, and an entrepreneur. Um, she has her own movement, um, you know, behind her that's, that's battling this bullying. She's been on multiple talk shows. Uh, I'm talking about the real ones, the real ones, you know, radio stations, giving interviews, you know, all about um, her aspirations, what she's overcame, you know, um, how she can inspire and empower and motivate other, you know, young, I want to say young women, but young people in general, as well as, you know, the older crowd, you know, when you see somebody or when you read about somebody who goes through um, depression or suicidal thoughts or, you know, when you read about that and you see how they have overcome and then they can influence, you know, motivate and uplift you as a youth, you know, that right there just speaks volumes about her. And speaking of no other than or none other than Zakaya Whitfield, she's a singer-songwriter, like I said, youth activist, entrepreneur, uh, and she's the next rising star coming out of Philly. She was born on Valentine's mm. Day, 2000, and she's the youngest of her siblings to embark on a career in music. Starting early, or starting as early as age six, Zakaya picked up on singing by simply hearing her mother sing songs by artists like uh, Music Soul Child, coupled that with inspirations by Whitney Houston, Mary J. Blige, and Chris Brown. That was all Zakaya needed 
before she began displaying her love for music and the arts. Her high school years consisted of performances at, and I don't even want to go through this because there's been so many performances, but she was uh, on the Summer Fling Anti-Bullying Tour back in 2015. She's also been an opening act for the famous Universal Circus. Mima, Minds Empowering Anti-Bullying, is a foundation that was started by Zakaya, which followed her very own person of being bullied for being Muslim, in which Zakaya is very passionate about. Um, she also received a citation from the city of Philly because of this. Zakaya is more than a singer, songwriter, and youth activist, and she's also found time to start her own cosmetic line, Pretty Girls and Company, and Pretty Girls Lipstick. Any fire listener, audience, fans, followers, and foes, I present to you our guest today, uh, the Princess of Pop, <laughs> Zakaya. Hi. Hey, girl. How are hey, you? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. good. Where's your mother? My mother's upstairs. <laughs> she worked right. today. Okay. All right. Okay. I was waiting for her to just jump in like, hey, sis. But I'm so glad that you can join us. She's tired. She I've worked been... today. I'm going to hit her up. I'm going to hit her up later. Um <laughs> I want before we just you know jump into the interview interview part, I want you to just backtrack just a little bit because on the show we have and I'm sure Rich explains to you like the format, but we don't really have no format. You know we just be all over the place, but we have most of our artists, you know, our guests have a platform that they are very passionate about. I want you to talk about the MEMA movement, what it stands for, what it means to you. Um, how you started it. I mean, I, I read, you know, the reason behind it, but, you know, how did you start it? Because I'm sure there, there are other youth that may listen to the show, may inquire, you know, how can I, I'm, I've been through this and I, I want to do something like this, you know, or, you know, I have a group of friends and we feel like we could do something like this. So how did this all come about? It all started, I would say like maybe going on like three, four years ago, and at first it was me being bullied but then um it took me a while to like get comfortable out my shell to start talking about what I went through because not everybody gets comfortable as fast as I did to talk about it and one day I was just sitting with my mom and then we were just talking about a movement so we was just coming up with random names and stuff and then my mom said Mima so then we start thinking of what MIMA was going to stand for, which MIMA stands for Music Empowering Minds Anti-Bullying. So once we had got the name down packed, we start getting T-shirts made. And once we got T-shirts made and I sold out the T-shirts, I started getting wristbands, and the wristbands sold out. Then I started getting a banner. I got me a banner with the MIMA logo all over it. So it just went from there. But to start this movement, this movement has came a long way and it's still going as we speak. So I'm actually proud that my movement came a long way because there were some points where I was like, oh, you know, let's just, you know, just stop it or whatever. But I'm glad that I didn't stop it. I'm glad that my mom pushed me and we kept going and we started going to schools and I started talking about uh, my story to children, to to high schoolers, 
And then I was, you know, call some of the students up, the students that have been bullied, um, share what they want to share. And then I gave them a T-shirt, and they were so happy. And that's what I'm really passionate about, like, making people happy and, like, making people, like, start to feel confident in their self. Because when I started, I wasn't confident. Like, when I started singing, I used to look at the ground performing. I would never look into the crowd. I was so scared to look into the crowd. But to help me get out that shell, I had started performing with other artists, and I saw how they start interacting with people and start promoting themselves to people, and then I just started following the suit. So to do this movement, to have this movement, is very passionate to me. I'm very honored to have this movement. I'm honored that it's getting recognized day by day from what I'm doing. Rather, I'm sitting in the house doing singing covers or I'm outside and somebody recognizes me, I'm just glad. That's, that's, that's awesome. Um, you, your face, I know, is very important to both you and your mother. Um, how hard yeah. is it? Like, I didn't, I didn't, there are so many other things that wicked kids, you know, can bully over, but I, I didn't think, I, I thought religion was offhand. I mean, really, that's just, I mean, off, like, off topic, like, you don't touch the religion at all. Um, I mm-hmm. just, I don't know, but how, how does your religion affect your music? Well, I like to keep my religion separated from my music, but then again, I do talk about it when I do my anti-bullying movement. You know, when people hear the word Muslim, they already think, oh, you from overseas, you a terrorist. That's what they automatically right. think. Oh, you about to blow me, right. oh, you going to blow me up, you, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And I laugh. Yeah. I laugh when they be like, oh, you're going to blow me up. I laugh at it because I think, like, you're just, you're joking with me. Like, that's what you're triggering me, and you're joking with me. So I just laugh it off. I had people call me out my name. I then had somebody try to pull off my camera off, and it didn't go well because I blacked out. Um, Being Muslim, I fear for my life. I fear for my life every day because you never know what people will do when they see you with a camera on or, oh, my garment, or your face covered. So me... Me doing my singing career, I don't wear Kimar at all, and sometimes I don't even tell people I'm Muslim just to see where it's going to go. And when they, they find out from my Instagram or they find out from reading my bio, and then they be like, oh, you're Muslim. And I'd be like, I am. Some people even guess I'm Muslim from my name because my name is a Muslim name. Mm-hmm. So they, they, automatically, they automatically, like, guess it and know. So me being a Muslim and doing this career – I'm I'm very humble because at the end of the day, I still go home and pray to God. I still do what I got to do. And if you're Muslim and you want a career that you want to do, go for it. Don't let no other Muslim or no other person tell you that you can't do what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, we we all sin, but we all want to succeed in life. And that's what I want to do. I want to succeed in life. I want to help kids. I want to. I want to help all genders. Matter of fact, not just kids. I want to help adults too, because there are adults out here that still get bullied. It don't matter what age right. you is now. It never matter what age you was. 
So me being Muslim and me doing this career, I honestly will say this career saved my life. My mom saved my life, God saved my life, and this career saved my life. So me being Muslim and me having this career is basically all I know. What do you think makes you so special from an artist? Um, what makes me special? Uh, hmm. I think my voice, because it's unique. Besides my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's my voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was just excellent. And I, I, I think so. I, I think I would say your voice, too. Listening, just remembering when I first got the music, when I first, uh, your first, like, really big photo shoot, when your mom sent me, like, those 200 pictures, um, <laughs> and all of that, and, and looking at... My mom, <laughs> my mom just came downstairs. She said, stop exaggerating. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Say, all right, it maybe wasn't 200, but it was, like, 130. You know, it was a lot of pictures, but um, she just said watching it you... <laughs> Just watching you uh, go from, you know, three, four years ago to where you are now, you know, you and my daughter are the same age. Um, I think they're like a week apart. But just watching you go from where I remember meeting you until where you are now, like I'm sitting back just smiling because I know what you've been through. And just to be in the place that you are, you know, right now, that that's nothing but um, having a strong faith, and of course, having that monitor behind you, you know, pushing you. Um, she only wants the best for you, and so it's just, you know, it's like, cause I, you know, like I call you my niece, and so I feel like, you know, I'm like this proud auntie right now because just watching you go from, um, like, a, not I want to say a small teenager, but you know, like a brand new teenager to where you are now <laughs> is just is very, very exhilarating, very exhilarating. Um, Rich, Thanks. you want to jump Thanks. in? Man, I'm just enjoying y'all whole dialogue, man. Just, mm-hmm. I, I just, it's just nice hearing. I know because I know she's young, but she just has a mind that's just so wise that I can appreciate it. Yeah. But um, at what moment did you know you wanted to do music? Um, I started. Well, I started singing at the age of two, but I took my career seriously at the age of ten. I took I took it seriously at ten after I realized that everybody else was getting the opportunity to do music and I wanted to do it. So I was like, Why are we I asked my mom one day when I was ten years old, why when the opportunity come up I always miss it. I missed it in modeling, I missed it in acting, I missed it in cheerleading. So I was just like, Why every time an opportunity come up, I miss it But then when I started my career at ten I honestly didn't even tell my mom I started my uh, my singing career. I was sneaking going to the studio. Uh, my aunt would come get me, and there was a producer that lived on her block, and she would take me to the producer house down the street, and I was just I just started doing music. So basically, my mom didn't know that I started recording music until I eventually told her. <laughs> okay, at ten, you snuck and yeah. started this at ten years old. Wow. So uh, what did your mom say when she found out? Did you play her a song and then she was like, oh, you do music? Or would you tell her and then it just went south? Like what exactly happened when you told your mom you do music? Well, at the age of 10, I just came home from being at the studio 
it was time for me to come home so I could go to school. And then I felt guilty not telling my mom because I know my mom knows the music industry because she used to sing and stuff. So I just was like, Mom, I want to sing. I said, I've been going to the studio. I've been recording music. I've been writing music. She was like, is this something you really want to do? And I said, yes. And she said, all right, well, I'm your momager. And it went from there. Okay, because I was about to go to the next question. I was like, when she found out, did she start managing you now? Like, where did that go? So, like, yeah, my mom is, is it, how my is mom. it? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, my mom is my momager. She's been basically just doing everything for me, you know, mm-hmm. working hard. I've been working hard alongside her. We may have had our ups and downs with this career, but we're still kicking. We're still pushing. From 10 to 18 years old, I came a long way. Like, I came a super long way. Like, from 10 to 18 is something that I I could cry about from 10 to 18 because I've I seen people burn my mom out her money, burn me out of pictures, burn me out of music, take my mom yeah. money and everything. So from 10 to 18, I came a long way. <laughs> and I'm not stopping no time soon. Yeah, and and what kept you going through all of that? You know, just just hearing just a little bit that you said, you know, like people burning y'all, just everything that go up and down with a music career. What kept y'all going when it got hard? What kept us going is we had to, you know, sit down and talk, and then we just prayed. That's all we had to do was just pray and like sit down and talk and come up with another plan. Every time something went wrong, we came up with a plan B. Plan B didn't work. We just kept we just kept going. We didn't stop. We just had to keep pushing. We had to find new people. We just find different ways for this career to keep going because at one point in time, my career did stop, and it only stopped because I had lost one of my main supporters was my aunt. So at that time when it happened, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to stop singing, and that was the reason why I wanted to stop singing because um, my aunt and my mom were my two supporters out of anybody. They had my back more than anybody, and I could always trust them. And I was, like, very, very close to my aunt. My aunt came to my shows, whether she was sick, whether she had other things to do. She always found a way to come to my shows, and she even put money out um, to help me during my career. So at the time when I lost her, um, me and my mom was in, like, a state where um, we were not in a mental state to do my singing career, and I wasn't in a mental state to perform as well. Yeah, so um, after just dealing with that, because I know that had to be a lot, what even made you start again? Like, were you when you took a break, did you know, like, I'm going to keep making music again, or was it just a gray area? Like, what kept you going after that loss for you? Um. After I lost my eye, I was it, it's um it took a lot for me to realize and to comprehend that she passed away, and it it took a lot for me to realize okay it's you and your mom now it's not you your mom and your aunt it's not not the three musketeers anymore it's only two so I had took that time and I started reflecting on you know our memories together and I just started reflecting on performances and stuff and then I start writing my feelings out so as I was writing my feelings out in the book I would I put it in a song and I put 
that's how I made my song struggle. I started writing out all my struggles and then I put it into a song. So during that time period, I was taking a break and what motivated me was I started seeing other artists promoting themselves and doing shows and putting out music and doing music videos. And I was like, okay, I know I lost my aunt, but now I have to like get myself back together because I know my aunt wouldn't want me to stop my career because she always pushed me and no matter what. So I couldn't stop this because I know the purpose of why I'm doing this career. So when I lost her, it was like, you can't, you can't stop now. It's going to hurt. But you can't stop now. Yeah. So. Yeah. And did you change as an artist? Because I know that's had to be a lot to just keep going. Did you Did you find yourself changing as an artist after going through all of that? I did, and I and I realized, yeah, I feel like I changed as an artist, and then I also felt like me and my mom changed because when that moment happened. Um, me and my mom didn't even talk like that. It was just like we were like lost, like two lost children, two lost childs. Like we was very, very lost. We didn't know where to start, what to do. We barely talked to each other. We uh, stayed in our rooms. Like I remember staying in my room, and every like night I would hear my mom like cry or whatever, and it made me cry. So. We was very lost in that state, but then, like, as time went on, we we gradually start getting ourselves together, picking ourselves back up. Wow! Yeah, man. Like, I don't, I'm just I'm like, lost for words just hearing just how resilient you had to be. And like, I, don't, I don't even think listeners really truly grasp the concept of how young you are, you know, mm-hmm. to have gone through so much and just have such a maturity and grace about yourself at this young age, I think mm-hmm. is truly incredible. So you, I know, um, just to go back a little bit, you mentioned the song Struggle. What does that song mm-hmm. mean to you? That song means to me about all the struggles that I went through from a six-year-old girl to now. Yeah, I, I think we just gotta let the people hear that one because I, I know that's I know that's the song that we got. We just gotta let the people hear it. So yeah, I like to let the people hear struggle. You, yeah, it's a song that you really have to sit back and really listen to the words. Okay. So All right, well, let's let you might cry. Well, let's let the people get that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's let the people hear it. Let's get to the struggle.
that was struggle, Zakaya. I remember the first time I heard that song and kind of left me like it left me right now. Like, because again, I remember listening to everything was so girly, you know, that you used to do. It had the pop feel to it. And this one had, it was full of so much emotion. Um, Would you say that this song has been the one song that um, from an emotional and a technical point of view that you delivered your best performance on? I would. Um, I wrote that song actually at the age of 13. And um, when I recorded it at 13, um, at first I didn't like how it sounded because it had auto-tune on it. And I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. like auto-tune. So then I re-recorded it over and I added some more um, words to the song. And I remember when I performed it um, at Malcolm X Park opening up for Drew Hill, and I remember singing it, and my voice cracked. And I knew why my voice had cracked, because the emotions that I were putting into the song when I was singing the song, and then... um. After I finished singing the song and I performed uh, Think Dancing in the Rain and I got off the stage, my mom was like, just standing there, she was like, your voice cracked more than once. And I was like, yeah. And then she said, oh, it looks like you was about to cry. And I was like, no, I'm okay. But I knew I was, but I was just like, no, I'm okay. Like, there's plenty of times um sometimes don't I sometimes let people listen to the song like I don't listen to the song because I know the song by by heart and I know I want them to get the feeling that I'm feeling so sometimes I don't even listen to I don't listen to it that much because I know that's a song that I listen to when I'm when I'm down or I'm about to perform it you mentioned emotions um, which emotion, more than any other, do you feel drives you um, to stay in this industry? Would it be anger? Would it be desire? Would it be passion, joy, or pride? I would say my passion because this was my passion. And to have this talent and this gift your oldest siblings and come to you from your grandfather to your mom to you, this is my passion because this, as I said, this career basically saved my life. And this is all I know is music, 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 music. So without this career and without me surviving, being bullied, I'm not, I'm going to keep it real. I could have, I could be dead right now. I'm going to just keep it real. I could be dead right now from wanting to commit suicide. I think it's funny how fate brings people together. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that right there. Really, really singing since the age of 10. Mm -hmm. In one way, has your older music changed 
um, to what you are singing and performing now? My older music was just one one hundred percent girly. I'm gonna just keep it real. My music was yeah. straight up like like my it's nothing wrong with my old music, but from hearing my voice back then I was like, Oh my god, my voice was so squeaky, it was just super duper girly. Like my Did it sound like Cheetah Girls? about 
relationships and tell me that I'm the I'm the one. Like it was different. You're, it's like that was my song that was letting people know you're not a baby no more. <laughs> you're 18 now. Yes, you so, matured. Yeah, I'm 17. Yeah. I, I recorded that song at 17. Then the next day I turned 18. So it was like 18, 17 ish. So. I remember oh, when so I... Oh, you two are a year apart. I thought you two were the same yeah. age. You're a year apart. You <laughs> did have a birthday. Yep. I am 18, going on 19, about to graduate in June. Yes. So I want to go ahead and give the people, uh, I'm the one that's sitting here talking about her first mature song. She's talking about relationships. Yes. Yes. This squeaky voice. <laughs> what you say, Rich? I said she wanted to say sexy song. Yes, I thought she did. I'm waiting for that one. I'm waiting for that one. Uh, Tasha might not be feeling that one, but I'm waiting for it. So this is I'm the one, Natalia. That I'm the one, one. That I'm the one, one, one. That I'm the one, one. That I'm the one. A few laughs, a few tears, and we still held on to each other. Day nights on the sofa lately, I've been hoping for better. Routine on drive me crazy, nothing changed with the weather. My whole life will change if you don't make it clear to me that I'm your priority. So
these kids and when they grow up. Man, yeah, that girl sound grown. <laughs> Did you hear? She was like, she said, I said, oh, my God. I was no, going to say that. I was no. going to say that. I was going to say that. I was like, yeah, she was telling us. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this sounds, this ain't kind of sexy. This ain't mature <laughs> no more. <laughs> yeah, I had to get up and do my sexy dance on that one right there. That's not what she, you know, I'm, that's, I'm used to hearing pretty girls. And you can just laugh and grin with that and, you know. <laughs> yeah, pretty girl, that's beautiful woman now. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That was that was beautiful. Um, once I get over the fact, you know. And I'm still, and this song's been out a little while, just a little bit, but I, every time I listen to it, I feel the same way. I'm like, I don't like it. Like Janelle, um, you know, she's like 16, and she sings and talks about, you know, things that are going on in school and her friends and, um, you know, traffic and her life, but she's venturing out and, you know, talking about, like, relationships. You know, I talked to her mom, and you know, she's saying the same thing. You know, there comes a time when, you know, we talk about stuff. And so um, that's how she expresses herself. Music is her passion as well. That's how she expresses herself. And so, hey, get it out. Don't keep it bottled up. I think I'm going to start writing again. I ain't going to sing nothing, but I'm going to start writing again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't I think you're ready for this. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not stepping back in another studio. I'm. I'm done with all of that. This is where I belong, right here. I know that you want to continue on with music, um, and and may it take you to every peak and above that you're trying to reach. Um, but what can you say right now has been the most successful highlight of your career? Um, the most successful highlight. I think it's when um, I got the citation from all the city councils of Philadelphia, and I was at the Universal Soul Circus, and also when I was on Fox 29 and Channel 6. I think I remember that Channel 6 interview. Yeah, I was on Channel 6. In Fox 29. But I don't think you're ready for the next song that I'm about to make. <laughs> oh, see, she's going to make me pull my belt out. I already see that coming. When she says that, I already know. I'm yeah, what can, what can you tell us about it? Over my lap. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> it just a little bit. Just, give me just, you know, tease me with it just a little bit. What's what, yeah. yeah. All right. So basically the next song that I am making is a remix of a Shanti song. What a Shanti song? I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, I got it. I got to know. I, I love the Shanti. I can't tell you. It's originally, matter of fact, it's originally from El Jabbar. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I know what it is. Okay, I know what it is. You got you know it? Which one? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what it is. I ain't gonna. Need, I ain't gonna say it, but I know what it is. All right. Now. So basically, algebra. When when can we expect that? Well, I'm gonna just say this: a little singer is going into the studio the third. So I don't know. I could be going in to record that song. I could not be. I could be recording something else. 
Oh. Well, we know it ain't Pretty Girl Part 2. I don't even I don't even know how pretty two part two gonna go. Hmm. Okay. Well I wanna try some fun. This is I don't know if we did it the last time I had you on the show, which was a couple years ago. But I do wanna bring this back. People hear all about, you know, the the career, the how people got started in the music industry, but they really don't hear, you know, like anything about the individual unless it's centers around music. So, here we go. Which do you prefer? I'm going to throw the questions out. You answer very quickly. McDonald's okay. or Burger King? McDonald's. Frosted Flakes or Lucky Charms? Frosted Flakes. The color blue or the color red? Ooh, red. Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? <laughs> I said quickly. <laughs> Cardi B. Power or Empire? Empire. What? Singing or songwriting? <laughs> Singing or songwriting? Singing. Singing. So your prize is, Rich, tell me what our prize is. Uh... I got you a $10 coupon for Leotis, ribs and chicken, and shrimp. Ooh. <laughs> but you got to fly. You got to fly to go get it, though. <laughs> yeah. It's down in, in Hazelhurst, Mississippi. <laughs> and it come with a free soda and a sweet tea. Ooh. Yes, you got a free soda and a sweet tea. And a sweet tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so shout out to our sponsors down in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is. We oat this shrimp and chicken and shrimp down it's in Hayward, Mississippi. It's shrimp. Yes. It's shrimp. Yes. Shrimp. <laughs> and shrimp. Yes. <laughs> Alright, it has been a thrill having you here today. I want to open up the floor now, give you the opportunity to get all your contact information out. Um, so that if anyone wants to collab with you, if they want to, um, you know, throw you on a tour, you know, if they want to interview you, whatever they want to do uh, with you. <clears throat> Hold on, let me back up. Let me let me rephrase that. Anything musically <laughs> that they want to do or incorporate you in, the floor is yours to, yours to go ahead and get your contact information out. My contact information, you can contact me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at officially za is O. F F I C I A L L Y Z A. For my email address, you will contact my momager at tashinajohn at gmail dot com. That is T A S H A N A J O N at gmail dot com. Or you can call her at eight one four five eight zero eight five four two. There you have it. You got shout out. I'm going to shout y'all out because I had so much fun. It's been a long time since I did a phone interview. <laughs> no, okay, okay. You, so oh, yes, it's, it's been a long time. 
So I just want to say thank you for everything, for having me talk tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, This was a very fun night for me. We're so glad to be able to have you on. Yes, I expect to come on. Anytime y'all need me, I will come on. I have no problem coming back, talking on the phone, get some free scrimps. (laughs) (laughs) We got multiple sponsors now. So, you know, it might be something else like balloons and stuff the next time, but. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, and we got Lester's tax service too. We can't forget about them. That's right. We can't forget about them. Oh yeah, I don't know if my mom told you or not, but I am working at Foot Locker. I got my first job. Well, your mama didn't have to tell me that. I saw it the day you went to the interview, and you came back and talked about you got the job, and I was like, damn, she just went to the interview. I was gonna work like that for me, but yes. Let me borrow five dollars. I'm trying to go get that shrimp plate. (laughs) <laughs> Rick, you got shout out? Um, yeah, of course. Um, you know, thank you, you know, to our special guests for just coming on and just giving us your time, you know, and just giving us your art is truly appreciated. Um, shout out to the greatest host in the world, Nakia. Thank you. Um, thank you to all our fans and supporters. Shout out to my whole Global Money family. Um, Keith Price uh, featuring Grand Millie, Benny Blanco comes out tomorrow. Make sure y'all check that out. And that's all I got. What about you? In the screen, I want to uh, say thank you to Sophia for joining us today. Uh, Thank you to her mom um, for all that she does for her and for so many other people. And a girl, that man, hurry up and come to you because I swear everything you post, I'll be dying. It'd be funny. It'd be funny as hell. But I'm going to pray for you that that man that is out there for you, hurry up and make his way to you, especially before you make this big move, you know, because you're going to need that man to help move. But um, thank you. Thank shout you. out to the greatest, the greatest co host in the world, um, my boy Rich. Um, my kids, of course, you know, all the fans, followers, listening audience, um, of course, the Global Money family. Uh, as Rich stated, on tomorrow's new Keith Christ coming out, make sure that you are listening to it. And uh, what day of the week is it? Thursday? Yeah. So right back Thursday. here at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday for He Said, She Said. Rich, you got a show this Sunday? Maybe you could turn I do not. tune in here at 6 p.m. Okay, so he doesn't. So then you join us right back here again on next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with uh, Royal Diamond out of somewhere. I don't know. Follow me on IG. You'll see. He's, he's posted everywhere. So uh, that's what we have next Thursday, right back here at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So until uh, Saturday at 7 p.m., we want to bid you a farewell. Have a good night. <laughs>